powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Uh, hello, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to uh, that show where we talk about whatever the hell that just was. That's brutal. Um, ignore the the copy for those watching on YouTube. Ignore the copious amounts of uh, large water bottles behind me. That that's just where I store my tears. Um, I have notes. I have I, I have notes. I don't want to look at them right now. So I think I think what I'm going to do is 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 we're going to look at the positive. And here's the positive. For all of you who had who had to watch this game tonight. This is how you're ending your 2022. It's done. It's over with. Good riddance. This is the first thing that I did in 2023. Over here in the UK, the game began midnight 2023. This is the start of my year. And... I really fucking hope things pick up for me. It, it, you know, I, I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, cross fingers, knock on wood. I, I, I really hope that it can't get any worse from here. Hopefully it just gets better. I think it, I don't want to be the reason things get worse. But I'm just going to leave it at that. Um... Oh. You know what, how about, how about before we get into the nitty gritty, we just take a quick word from our friends over at Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Okay, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about let's talk about the game. The Ottawa Senators, well known for showing up for the first, disappearing in the second, and then showing up again in the third when it's too little, too late. Decide let's just fucking skip that last part. And, and just skip out on the third as well because like who cares um also please if you're if you're if you're watching right now uh please invite your friends invite other sense right? it's group therapy time right i don't imagine there's going to be a ton of people watching this live right now because it is new year's eve and that was one of the most heartbreaking just brutal like annoying is 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 a, is is an odd word to use but also one of the most annoying losses of the season so i totally get if you're like this is the last thing i want to spend time doing however if you're here welcome uh thanks for hanging out bring in some friends for some group therapy because misery loves company um and if you're here please just feel free to just vent in in the chat i would love to uh turn this into just a really great group group moment for all of us involved um I guess we just I guess we go through the game if I have to. Oh my god. So I guess we'll just talk we'll talk about the positives uh which is entirely the first period. Um 
and this and and people might not like this opinion, but I do think that both Sens goals in the first were I won't say not fluky, but they're both goals that Helberg probably wants back. By the way, more of the Sens ex goalie curse happening tonight, uh, right? So that Watson goal to make it one nothing. Obviously, that that goal was like one hundred and five percent Alex Debrinket. That was absolutely ridiculous. What a play by Debrinket. I don't want to take away what he did on that play at all. Phenomenal work by him. Uh, he had I wrote it down. So Debrinket had possession of the puck for thirteen seconds, ten of which in the offensive zone, circling back, allowing his teammates to get a line change in. Phenomenal work. The Watson shot was good. Uh, but I bet you that's something that Helberg was like, I probably should have stopped that. Don't want to take away from Debrinket. Incredible play all around. I was really, really impressed, as as I should be. That, that was friggin' great. The Giroux, goal, the Giroux goal is ridiculous. The between-the-legs move, getting that space to the backhand. Um, was it the strongest backhand? No, but, like, was it a fun goal? Absolutely. Great pass from Stutzla as well. Um, long backhand pass looked a lot like his outlet pass um, in that OT game against LA, I think. Uh, but yeah, Stutzla with his back turned, beautiful, uh, more or less blind backhand pass up to Giroux. Um, and then, uh, and then everything took a turn for for uh, just the absolute worst it possibly could. Frankly, um, finishing the first period. Up to nothing. Love that. Wonderful. Um, I, I I said in the SDPN Discord that this game has been a lot of fun so far. And then it wasn't fun at all after that. Not even for a fucking second. So, second period comes around. And, you know, when, when the Sens have two three-on-ones, or at least a three-on-one and a two-on-one that arguably a three-on-one... When you walk away from two clear odd man rushes like that with zero shots, that's a problem. Um, and that obviously has something to do with the fact that the Sens only had two shots in the entire second period. Which is... I want to use the word inexplicable, which isn't true. Because you can explain it clearly by just watching what they did. Which was nothing. Um, but that whole, that set, two shots in the second period is just, it's, it's, even, like, even throughout the, the darkest parts of this season, that seven game losing streak, that brutal section on the road where they lost to Buffalo by several goals, and then they lost to Vegas and San Jose, and just looked like they went from you know losing a bunch of one goal games to then losing games that they had no business even being in. At no point through this season have I felt speechless. Have I have I been struggling to articulate what I want to say? This is a game that has me going. How the hell do you even look at this? How do you go about trying to explain what happened? The Sens have two shots in the second period. And at, up until this point, all right, fine. You go into the third period up two to one. 
you should not have the lead going into the third period when you had a second period like that, frankly. like that, The fact that the Sens had a lead going into the third was a miracle. And at that point, you go, okay, so they're going to do the Sens thing, right, where they show up in the third period. Usually it's too little too late because they're down heading into that period. In this case, they actually have a lead somehow. They have that lead going into the period, and then they just they couldn't even string together a half decent period. Like if you, if you are mediocre in the third period, you, you have a shot at winning this game. <laughs> oh my God. Instead, let me look at my notes to make sure I have the numbers right. So instead they decided to double down and, and, and give up three goals barely three minutes into the period like i think it was what like maybe three minutes and 15 20 seconds in you're up two to one and then by the three not even the three and a half minute mark of the third period you're down by two i Oh yeah, and then and then and then not at all addressing the problem in the second period where you have two shots the whole way sends to get their second shot of the third period. I think it was twelve minutes in. In the span of thirty-two minutes, the Ottawa Senators had four shots, and and you expect to 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 be in any game playing like that? Absolutely nuts. Um, and then. Like it's just at that like what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, I just I don't know I don't know how to, I don't know how to how to I don't know. <laughs> Kelly Kelly in the chat says this is the first thing I did in twenty twenty three too. Don't know why I didn't go to bed after the first. Honestly, if if it weren't if it weren't for this show, I probably would have just gone to bed after the second period. I have to be completely honest, like. I don't want to say I knew they'd give up the lead, but I knew even if they won the game, it probably wouldn't be all that fun of a third period. Um, from Kelly again, I'm heading to bed, but one more thing I'll say before I go is I think, and I've thought for a while now, they generally need to consider a coaching change. Happy New Year, Charlie. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. I hope it is a happy New Year. Uh, coaching change at, at this point, like... I don't know when when the whole team when the entire team looks out of it for 40 minutes i mean what do you do like do you do you blame it on every player and not the coach i don't know it's it's such a weird i don't know i i, I genuinely don't know i genuinely don't know um again i don't want to take anything away from how fun granted messy and and chaotic the first period was it, it was it was a great time to bring it on that play on the watson goal phenomenal Giroux had one of the most ridiculous goals of the season uh so far and probably by the end of the season it'll probably be a top five goal for the Sens, at least must be um but the rest of that game i i i don't i how do you how do you how do you explain that that i i oh my god this is just this whole episode is going to be me 
struggling to string together a sentence. Let me take a quick 10 second break um, while I take a swig here. Please ignore the uh, comically large water bottle uh, in, in my hand, please. Uh, one second. All right, now that I'm rehydrated, I want to talk about Brady Kachuk. So Brady Kachuk, I never, I never like, I never like openly discussing potential injuries. Like I, I never want to be like, oh, this player is underperforming; he must be injured. Most of the time, that's silly. And it's it's just a matter of someone being a little off for a while. Brady Kachuk is not playing like Brady Kachuk. Um, he has one goal in the previous 12 games. Which, I mean, yeah, you can go through a goal-scoring drought for sure. But he... Um, let me check my notes real quick so I, I know I'm getting this right. One goal in the past 12 games. That is correct. Okay, awesome. Now... I don't know if he had possession on, I don't know which odd man rush it was that he had possession on. He also had a breakaway in in this game. He had possession of the puck on a breakaway and at least one odd man rush. He passes the puck both times. Now, passing the puck on an odd man rush, fine, whatever. Like, it happens. You make the wrong choice, sure. But Brady Kachuk on a breakaway, choosing to pass the puck... When he's in a scoring drought like he is currently. One goal in the past 12 games. Something has to be up, right? And it's weird because he's still getting shots. Like, he's still... If, if you look at the last game... last dozen games or so, he only has the one goal. He's still put, putting up between three and five shots most of the time. Which is like... That's what he does. Brady Kachuk is is the guy who, who hits and shoots like basically nobody else in the league. Outside of who, like Ovi and, I don't know, insert another name there. Essentially, Brady Kachuk's thing, even before he was scoring at a point per game, even before last season where he puts up over 60 points and and scores 30 goals, his thing has always been he shoots and hits a ton. He's still shooting a ton. He's still getting, like I said, between three and five shots a game. But it feels like he's doing that when it's necessary, like when there's no other option I'm going to just fire this puck on net and, and see what happens. So I don't, the, the fact that he's still shooting gives me some pause when I say, I feel like he must, like something has to be off. Because when when you have the puck on an odd man rush or on a breakaway especially, and your name is Brady Kachuk, normally, like the dude's shooting all day. Like a, 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 no brainer, he, he takes the shot. Something has to be wrong. I don't know if there's like to to see him on a breakaway and pass the puck is 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 shocking. So like that's the main thing I'm 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 thinking about here when I when I because I I hate I hate speculating on injuries. I really do. I think it's a waste of time. But he has not looked the same in, in the last ten or so games. Um, from Andrew in the chat, Brady is absolutely floating of late. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Like, he he's he's still active. He's 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 still he's still you know 
contributing in some ways. He's still sure he's still getting some shots off. He's he's hitting. He's he's skating around, but he's something is missing, and I don't know what it is. Is it is it a hand injury? Like is it a hand issue, and that's why he's when he's you know in in a really good spot. And he should be shooting, but he sees an opportunity for someone else to maybe get an equal, if not better, opportunity that he he's going, okay, I gotta pass because maybe, you know, whoever he's passing to has a better shot than him at the moment, just based on it. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I hate speculating on injuries, but I think it's absolutely wild that we're seeing Brady Kachuk of all people passing on odd man rushes and fucking breakaways especially. That is absolutely nuts. Um so Brady, um, I hope I, I hope he's okay. Um, I think this game especially, it, it, things looked off. You you know what I mean? Like things looked. Not, granted, the whole team looked like a mess after the first period. So I I think if I'm zooming in on Brady Kachuk saying he didn't have the best game today, did he? That that goes without saying. The whole team looked terrible. But I think just the way he's been playing, something seems off, and that is very worrying to me i i that, that has me very concerned um past that and in, in, in a much less speculative way um let's just talk about hard facts and the hard facts are that both teams went over four on the power play uh i know so you know that's ottawa's pk still still doing pretty well overall uh, that's cool. I like that. Uh, the Red Wings PK has been absolutely obnoxiously great recently. I think I saw, I was watching the, the Sportsnet broadcast, and I believe they said that they were like like 28 for 30 over the past 10 games or so. Holy shit. So, on paper, this game was shockingly even. Shots on goal, 25 to 23 in favor of the Red Wings. Just a two-shot difference. Face-off percentage, 53 to 47 in favor of the Red Wings. Uh, power play, both teams 0 for 4 on the power play. Both teams with 8 penalty minutes. Both teams with 31 hits. Blocks, also very close. 21 to 17 in favor of the Red Wings. Giveaways, 5 each. On paper, if you're just looking at that, it looks like such an even game. And... It it honestly couldn't be further from the truth. But I think, I think the Sens ran away with it in the first. And I think the Red Wings more than ran away with it in the following two periods. Um, I just I I I. I don't really want to get into. Uh, into ice time talk because overall ice time was fine i think across the board um god i just i'm sorry everybody i'm at a loss right now honestly i don't i don't know what what i don't know what to say about this game this game is maybe the most depressing game of the season um from Matt in the chat, would you do to bring it for Jacob Chikrin? So that's tricky because at the moment I, I'm I'm fully on team lockup to bring it long term. 
sign him ASAP before he realizes, oh my god, this team is cursed. Keep him, sign him long, give him the 8 by 9 I don't care. Lock him up, please. That said, the biggest need for the Sens right now is that top-end defenseman. I don't think it's going to be Chikrin. I think Chikrin goes to a team who's probably willing to pay a higher price than Ottawa is at the moment. Ottawa paid, um, you know, I think, especially with how the team is right now, back to being under 500. I don't think the Sens are going to be tossing around draft picks like they were last year. Um, So I think if if you're a team going after Chikrin, you're probably going to need, you know, those roster players and the picks. I don't think the Sens are going to be willing to part with too many picks right now. Um, And... And frankly, I don't think the Sens have the pieces to get Chikrin um, outside of those picks. At the very least, I, I, at the very least, those I don't think they have the pieces that they're willing to move for Chikrin. So all that said, I do think that the Sens desperately need a player quite a bit like Jacob Chikrin. Um, if you add uh, just 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 if you if the top four defense on the Sens looked like. Shabbat Sanderson Zub and then like empty name enter player like Jacob Chikrin there that's a phenomenal top four um so despite the fact that I'm uh, I'm saying that Jacob Chikrin is the perfect player for the Sens to acquire honestly no I don't think I'd make that trade I think Debrinkit is something special and I think he's the kind of guy you lock up long term um, see now, now, now I'm questioning it. I was so sure. My first instinct was you keep to bring it long term, and then you try and fill that gap on defense somewhere else if you can, um, in the off season. But now I don't know. Now the more I think about it, I'm 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 all all about signing to bring it long term. I don't think that's an issue. I think I think you sign him to an eight by nine if he'll take it, and you just you're and you be happy with that. But defensemen like Jacob Chikrin aren't available all the time. Like that's a tough one. That's 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 a tough player to acquire. Whether it's Jacob Chikrin or anyone like him, um, I think I'm leaning towards Debrinka just because he he's been more consistent. He's he's got that. You know, Jacob Chikrin has this season's been phenomenal. He's had another phenomenal year. Other than that, he's been like pretty good, I would say. Debrinket has had a more consistent history of being elite, I guess. Um so maybe that has maybe that's part of it too. I don't know. Um from Rusty in the chat, I will say uh two of the goals were luckily one was odd deflected twice. Yeah, Talbot will be on dang it for not staying in his net that's right so a few yeah a few things there so yeah for sure that deflected the 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 deflection which i believe was the first goal of the third period to uh to tie the game i mean there's nothing talbot can do there um it was a lot like debrinket's goal against uh the caps actually um if those of you watching remember that one um yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Talbot on that one at all. There's nothing you can do. The the, the shots going like two two feet wide, and suddenly as you're sliding across your net, it's it's behind you. There's nothing Talbot can do there, absolutely. But yeah, that 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 giveaway behind the net, 
Talbot's going to be on dang it, that's for sure. Uh, have fun with that one, Steve. Um, I think I think I think Steve is going to have a lot more fun with that one than than I'm having right now. Um, from Matt in the chat, uh, yeah, fair. I just uh, hope they don't overload the cap with Cat's contract. Now, yes, um, that is another concern. Is say you have him locked up at say nine mil. You got him at nine. You got Stutzla, Norris, Shabbat all around eight, and Kachuk at eight. So at that point, you're kind of done with paying guys. Uh, you know that sort of like. Eight plus mil is kind of the the range of elite or almost elite players, I guess. So at that point, you got You got to say like, all right. So at this point, do those guys make up the core of like a championship worthy team? Because you're not going to be signing a whole lot of a whole lot more eight nine mil players at that at that point. So then you got to be like, all right. Well, Sanderson's up in a couple of years, but. You know, well, the other thing too is that Debrinket's making not that much under nine. He's probably he's he's making around six, right? So it's just a few mil more to give Debrinket. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. But yeah, like you can't be you can't sign too many guys between eight and ten mil. Like it's it's you can't have like eight of those guys on your team. It's just not going to work out. Um, and from Andrew, uh, Debrinket is driving way too much of the offense to trade away. One hundred percent agree. Um, Especially as of late, yeah, like Debrinket has been all over the place. Um, I think, I mean, I'm not saying that the Sens will, and I'm not saying it's the right move. I, I am fully on board, like I said, Sens signing Debrinket long term. If you move Debrinket right now, I don't care if it's Debrinket for Chikrin. I don't care if it's a move that you think technically should make the team better going forward. If the Sens move Debrinket, regardless of the return, they're saying, fuck it, the season's done. Like, that's them throwing in the towel and saying, we'll get them next year. Because when you're, like, just like Andrew said, Debrinket's driving way too much the offense to trade away. If, if you're trading away Alex Debrinket, it means that you are all right with the fact that, like, the Sens just aren't going to be scoring as much. Or, or at the very least, you, you, you have to understand that that it's going to take a while for the rest of the team to to, to even out cuz cuz we I've already talked about Kachuk at length um Batherson has been scoring a ton um but you know at the point I think it was what Batherson had 12 straight games scoring a point which put him I, this is weird that I would remember I I'm probably awful I think it was Batherson scored and uh, scored a point in 12 straight games, and that put him fourth. That's like the fourth longest streak for the Sens ever. Um, so good for him on that. So I would say probably Batherson and Debrinket have been the most consistent over the last dozen or so games, which fits in perfectly with the whole Kachuk. Has one goal in the last 12 games. Um, Giroux has been fine, but like, yeah, you, you move Debrinket. That's your strongest offensive piece right now. So... And the really the only one that I've I've I think I've seen make phenomenal play driving decisions consistently every game, at least in the last dozen or so. So I think I think regardless of the move, if if, if the Sens are trading to Brinkett, that's because management's like, all right, well we'll try next year. 
But no, I think I think you got to do whatever you can to lock him up long term, regardless of any issues you might, you know, <laughs> think about the defense. And there are issues for sure. Um, I I just want someone for Sanderson to play with. Honestly, I think I I still think that the Shabbat the the Shabbat Zub top pair is good. Uh I just don't want the second pairing to be Sanderson and Hamannick. Uh And I really, really want to see just... I don't know who to play with Sanderson because I don't want to label Sanderson as any specific type of defenseman other than just a very good two-way player. When when you look back at, at the best defense scores for the Sens... It's basically anything with Carlson and Mathot as a top pairing, right? But that was so easy to put... Well, maybe not easy to put together, but you have Carlson who more or less is all-out offense, right? Then you have Mathot who was just a really steady, solid, stay-at-home defenseman. That's who you put together, right? So it, I think then the other question is who do you put with Sanderson? Sanderson's so, so strong on both ends of the ice, so who do you put with him to to complement that? Do you try and find another two way gem, uh, or do you you know find someone who's going to be really strong defensively to give him a little bit more confidence and a little bit more uh, just the ability to be a little bit more creative offensively? Like if 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 because you know anyone who watched Carlson knows he played completely differently when Mathot wasn't on the ice with him. He he never looked quite as confident in the offensive zone. He always hung back a little bit, just feeling like, okay, I got to cover my ass a little bit more because I don't have anyone who's going to save save any you know potential mistake that happens. So when, when you have someone like Sanderson and you're trying to find that right, because honestly, I think the big move for the Sens is find another top four defenseman I mean, this, this is an off-season thing. I think you lock up the rink and do whatever you got to do. I think finding a defenseman is going to be an off-season thing. You try and find a defensive partner for Jake Sanderson. Uh, and I think that completely changes the outlook of defense. I think then if your third pairing is Holden um, Branstrom, I don't hate it, honestly. Or if your third pairing is Branstrom JBD, I don't hate it. Um, so I think... Then the question is like, I'm, I'm, can you tell I'm trying to do anything but talk about the game? I don't know who the player is. Oh, who the player? I don't know what type of player is best suited to play with someone like Jake Sanderson. But, um, that's I think that's that's the goal for the off season. And um, God, that's depressing. This is game what thirty. Uh, 16, 17, I can't do math. This is game 36. <laughs> this is game 36, and I'm talking about off-season moves. Oh, my God. It's not like the season's over by any means, but what a depressing way to end 2022-slash-start 2023. Anyway, whoever... Hey, if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. Who do you think... What, what what do you think the the player archetype of a, of the top possible defense partner for Jake Sanderson is? I would love to know. Um, fun little game in the comments, folks. Let's 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 hear it. If you're listening to this uh, somewhere other than YouTube, um, you know, whenever you have a chance, head up to the YouTube video, head over to the SDPN YouTube channel, and uh, leave your comment as well. I'd love to know what you people have uh, in mind. 
our lovely viewers. Because I'm not sure. I'm not. I I haven't fully decided. I think honestly, maybe the best way to to compliment Jake Sanderson is just put another solid two way guy on on his pair. Just have both players be really solid offensively and defensively. And I don't know if that would clash or what, but I think I think that could work out really well. Um, from Andrew in the chat, pair someone that's got better foot speed than Hamannick, but is otherwise a stay-at-home guy, and that's enough for Sanderson. Uh, that's the thing too, right? Like, you don't necessarily need someone to support Sanderson exactly because he's just so damn good all the time. So I don't want. That's a good point. I don't want to add someone who's going to potentially take away from his his possession time because whenever Sanderson has the puck, I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's getting out of the zone or or. There's a really nice drive to the offensive zone that he's carrying it himself. So I don't want to potentially take away from Sanderson. So de I, I definitely wouldn't put an offensive defenseman with him. I would put, yeah, either a two-way defenseman who's maybe leaning a little more towards the defensive side of things. Or, or like Andrew says in the chat here, someone who's a stay-at-home guy and... I like that a lot from Matt in the chat. He says, LOL, Luke Shen. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Luke Shen on the Ottawa Senators? Man. I, <laughs> I just imagine that like a decade plus ago. Imagine, imagine this conversation. Imagine, you know, Luke Shen to the Sens. Uh, I think... Uh, I think I think I think I've done all I can handle tonight, folks. Uh, thank you so much for those of you who have tuned in live and have been active in the chat. You 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 saved uh, you you definitely saved at least a part of this episode, and 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 you saved my sanity quite a bit. So I I really appreciate that. Um, and thank you for anyone who's listening. Period. I'm 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 hoping that you enjoyed the uh, the talk of. Um, this game was terrible. So who should play with Jake Sanderson next season? And also don't trade to bring it. Um, so I, I really appreciate everyone tuning in after such a rough, rough game. Absolutely brutal. Uh, none of that was enjoyable, frankly, after the first 20 minutes, that was, that was a really fun, um, a really fun 20 minutes followed by, God, that's gotta be that's gotta be the 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 toughest forty minute stretch of the season, right? Like, Sens fans have witnessed some really really rough periods. I don't think we've been subjected to a worse forty minute span than that. That might be granted. A lot of that has to do with the context of of the previous twenty, the sudden change. In, in 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 just quality of play, but I think I think that's got to be the worst forty minutes of of the season so far. Um, one last uh, one last look at the chat here before we go. Um, from Dan in the chat, Brandon Carlo, maybe, but I've I've always kind of I mean I think Brandon Carlo's maybe a, a stronger bet for the third pair. Uh, from David in the chat, on that note, I will be saying goodnight from Toronto. I'm currently watching the Canucks-Flames game, but maybe switching between that one and the Jets-Oilers ones. That's always nice when you got multiple games going on at, at a time. 
Uh, and unfortunately, I, uh, I, I how how many games are going on tonight during the Sens game? Were 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 Sens fans able to watch uh, any games during that other than Toronto? Because I I think you know, as rough as that game was for the Sens, I can't imagine too many Sens fans are going to be willingly watching the Leafs win. It, so yeah, actually, you know what's more painful the uh, the worst forty minutes of the Sens season so far, or watching the Leafs beat the Colorado Avalanche. a question it's a question worth asking thank you everyone so much for tuning in to this very sad edition of game over ottawa uh we will see you next time which will be tomorrow january 1st uh the first game of 2023 for most of you unfortunately for me the second game of 2023 um but hopefully it'll uh, end up being a little bit better i'll be uh, hosting the show with Mod, uh, the two of us finally get to do a game together again, and uh, fingers crossed that the Sens can do something. I won't even say hopefully the Sens win. I just hope the Sens do something worth talking about so Mod and I don't have to talk about how the Buffalo Sabres end up beating the Sens again. So uh, I believe that'll be the final game against the Sabres. I'm just filling time now. I should probably, you know have something prepared to, to end the episode but at this point i'm just leaning into it and saying it might be the last game against the sabers it might it might not be uh who's to know a little mystery for you um we'll see you all tomorrow happy new year everybody um and uh go sends go uh and <laughs> who's jake sanderson playing with next year <laughs> night everybody Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.